Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 2, Episode 5, titled Peacekeepers. Okay, so this episode is fine. It's alright. I mean, it's not amazing. Uh, It's not like those two Civil Wars episodes that I really, really loved and I thought was one of the highlights of this season, but I mean, it's not not good. Like, it's sort of this so-so building block of the narrative that you kind of have to have. And it has some tedious elements in there, but the most part, it's really, really well done. It's a pretty good building plot, building block, uh, a pretty good building block. Uh, I like how they continue to show off the tensions between northern water tribe folk and southern water tribe folk. Uh, you have that southern march happening in Republic City with all the northerners just yelling at them like, shut up, you suck. And you see those tensions ratcheting up even outside of the Southern Water Tribe. Uh, You have that bombing that takes place. By the way, that whole protest scene is really, really well done and hits very close to home. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, but I love how they handle that and how everyone jumps to the conclusion, oh, it's the Northerners. It's clearly the Northerners. It can't possibly be anyone but the Northerners. But Mako's like, I don't know. I'm not sure about this. Uh, we need to... We need to really make sure we're getting this right. And everyone's just ready to jump to the conclusion. Like, it's it's a really, really... Well done, plotline. I love Korra's quest to get more troops to the south. Uh, Her meeting with the president, her meeting with General Iroh. That plotline is, for the most part, handled fairly well. Oh, I should also mention, I didn't write it in my notes and I hate myself for it. Uh, But Varric's idea storm (laughs) Uh, for Korra and Asami's. A little troubles. So I guess like. The way he comes up with ideas. Is to eat like hot peppers. And hang himself upside down. Until ideas start coming to him. It's really funny. 
It's really, really great. Look, I made it very clear, I'm not the biggest fan of this season by any stretch of the imagination, but... It's worth it for the introduction of Varric. It's 100% worth it for the introduction of this glorious character. <laughs> I love him. But that's the good part of this episode. Uh, we also have uh, the subplot of Korra and Mako having relationship issues, and Korra's trying to protect her family, but Mako has his police job, so he has to serve Republic City, but Republic City's going against Korra right now, so they're having fights, and they have relationship troubles, and they break up. There's that classic early Legend of Korra, Overemphasis on melodrama again, that I love. Not at all. I mean, as far as excessive melodrama goes, it is not the most annoying this show has had. But it is intrusive. And it is very cliche, and it is very predictable, and I am not a fan of it, like at all. Like, they literally grind the story to a halt to have Korra and Mako have this very stale, very static, very meticulous fight that doesn't really have any heart put into it, it's just sort of... Well, we need them to break up for reasons, so let's just have them break up, whatever. And it's not handled in a really, in a really believable way. It's just kind of melodrama for melodrama's sake. Oh, we have the Bolin subplot. Oh, by the way, before we get into the Bolin subplot, I do love this this melodramatic subplot in this episode is worth it for Beifong to come out of her office and be like, You got off easy. You should have seen Air Temple Island after Tenzin broke up with me. <laughs> now I want that. Now I want that prequel. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see what happened to Air Temple Island after Tenzin broke up with Beifong. I'm just picturing, like, everything leveled to the ground. I'm picturing, like, just piles of rocks everywhere. Anything that's even remotely metal is just crumpled up into a ball. It's just in the ocean now. <laughs> hey, maybe it wasn't always an island. Maybe there was a stretch of land connecting Air Temple Island to the rest of Republic City, but then Vei Fong destroyed it. Maybe she made it into an island. You don't know. <laughs> uh, that line makes this melodrama, this stupid, poorly handled melodrama, almost worth it. Uh, but we get the Bolin subplot where Varric's taking him on the town. 
and we have that interview he gives at the pro bending arena. Uh, we see him starting to star in movers as Nuktuk, hero of the South. <laughs> and I mean, it's amusing. It's it's an amusing little side plot. Does it really give much to anything? No. Let's be honest with ourselves. But it's fun. It's amusing. It's a nice little comedic deal. As is Tenzin's subplot in this episode, where he's teaching Milo to be uh, the alpha lemur. Teaches Milo the proper training method. He's training Milo to train others. To train lemurs. And and it's cute. It's a cute subplot. Uh, with Milo trying to distance himself from Pokey so that he can be the alpha lemur. And then Milo taking it way too far and training all the lemurs. <laughs> Tenzin's looking at the big, like, just cascade of lemurs that Milo's trained. And he's just like, I've created a monster. <laughs> hey, Milo! Uh, forget all that training stuff. Why don't you and Pokey just have fun? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's really cute. It's, again, does it have any bearing on anything? No, not at all. Honestly, like, this and the Bolin movers subplot, those two can very easily be removed and nothing would be lost from this season. But they're kind of, like, they're delightful, they're diversionary, like, whatever. You can't be too mad at either of those. Oh, but then we get our ending. Which is easily the most intriguing thing about this episode. Which is easily the best thing about this episode. Where Korra's speeding towards the Fire Nation to get help from the Fire Lord. And... Eska and Desna attack her. And we get this really, really good, but short-lived, action sequence... Where Eska's just lashing out at Korra like, You stole my husband! <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, but they have, they have this amazing action sequence. They have, they have this amazing fight in the open water. That ends with the spirit coming up and attacking Korra. And Neska and Desna being like, Uh, yeah. We're just gonna let that happen. It rises up. Korra almost tames the spirit in the same way Unalak did. Like, she almost has it tamed, and then the spirit's like, No! And just takes Korra down to the bottom of the ocean, basically. So, yeah. That happened. Look, this episode... It's not amazing. It's not... Not good... Like, it's not amazing, it's not tedious, it's just fine. It does what it needs to do. And for the most part, it does it fairly well, aside from that stupid, melodramatic Garbo. This really is, like... This episode, I think, is representative of the season as a whole. It's not good. Or, not good. I I didn't mean not good. It's not great. It's not... Less than ideal. Like, it's just, it's enjoyable. It's a fun, albeit messy season. And this is a fun, albeit messy episode. 
So yeah, expect more like this, basically. If you like this, friend of the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show via Anchor directly. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra Season 2, Episode 6. Talk to you then.